Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today. The Dallas Cowboys' biggest strength just took a big hit. The Vikings are going to do everything in their power to not be 0-3 this Sunday. And the answer to how they can do it might be simpler than you realize. And will this be the week? The Jets get the Patriot-sized monkey off their back. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Today's episode brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at Jace Medical. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Through two weeks, the Dallas Cowboys may well have been the best team in the NFL. They've got the Arizona Cardinals this week. They're approximately a billion point favorites, though our friends at FanDuel don't quote me on that one. <laughs> and then the injury bug hit on Thursday. Tyler Biotish, an undisclosed injury, severity, all those things, and the big one. All pro corner, Trayvon Diggs, a torn ACL. He is going to miss the rest of the season. No speed bridge for him. This is a huge blow for a Super Bowl contending team. Landon McCool from Locked On Cowboys joins me now. And, and Landon, I'm joking because it's one of those things. If you're a Cowboys fan, you got to laugh to keep from crying in a situation like this because this was supposed to be the team. Talk to me. Well, I mean, it's a familiar situation, unfortunately, for the Cowboys. I mean, they, 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 the season was over last year when Dak Prescott got hurt, and the season was over when, uh, when the hamstring was torn off of Tyron Smith's bone, uh, uh, a week before practice. And I'll just throw out: it, it sounds like it's a hamstring injury from Tyler Biotish, and and we were literally one full practice away from getting finally the starting the projected starting offensive line for the Cowboys playing together for the first time since 2021 uh, and of course this happens uh, and then of course you know the top the 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 piece de resistance of the whole of the whole day was obviously Trayvon Diggs uh tearing his his as ACL and in what sounded like a complete freak accident um and yeah i mean it's it's Look, I think the the good news for Cowboys fans here is that if there's any team in the NFL that can, uh, uh, you know, replace from within, uh, uh, it's it's the Cowboys. It's not the same. I mean, Trayvon Diggs is an All Pro, and 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 he's a force multiplier, especially when combined with this pressure defense. You know, he, that his uh, skills get you know amplified because uh, people throw the ball in crazy ways when they're getting chased by Micah Parsons. So. Uh, it, yeah, so that part's just truly, truly unfortunate, and, and it feels like anytime the Cowboys have positive news for more than two weeks in a row, uh, you, you know bad news is coming around the corner. Yeah, and so you mentioned this uh, mitigation that they can put together, in part because they can just rush the passer all day, every day, 600 plays a year if they need to, but so what, what from a personnel standpoint, do you expect them to do? How do you replace... Trayvon Diggs, so you aren't, and I'm going to borrow your French motif here, less incompetent. Ah, thank you. Uh, uh, très bon, très bon. Uh, I, I think you, what you do is you slide Deron Bland outside. Uh, he's been the starter at, at the slot. And then Jordan Lewis uh, will get elevated to back to his starting spot at, at the slot. And, and I think you've got some guys. Now, beyond that, that's where you start to get a little nervous. you got Noah Igbenogny in, in, in the trade recently, so he's there. Uh, you, you've got Nashawn Wright coming off the injury 
reserve, I think probably four weeks. So week five, you, you get him back. Um, and then you've got Eric Scott, a guy that you like down roster a lot uh, that, that obviously needs a lot of seasoning. So maybe he's going to get a lot of seasoning. And then on top of that, you have a really deep safety room that includes a couple guys that you can throw out there to, to cover guys and packages and that sort of thing. So you have answers. You might still go pick up a guy off the street just to, to have another veteran. Um, but I think the bulk of the snaps that are going to be eaten up of Trayvon snaps will likely be Deron Bland on the outside and then a, a combination of people, including mostly Jordan Lewis on the inside of the slot. Have you done any uh, potential tanking team scouting on things that could be percolating trades that could be made here before the deadline in terms of like, oh, hey, well, I don't know about this. This the team that they're going to play this week, the Cardinals. Well, they, they probably don't have anybody to take. <laughs> uh, one, the one position that you wouldn't want to take from the team they're playing this week is probably the quarterback position. So, no, I, I haven't quite seen anything percolating yet. But, but honestly, if I know the Cowboys, maybe they make a trade for kind of a mid-level person, but they will try to push. Deron, I mean, they think Deron Bland is a star in the making, and I agree with them. I think that there's wow. there's some folks that believe that. Bland is likely the successor for whenever Gilmore was going to leave uh, after his contract was up, that he was going to be the step-in starter at that point. Uh, that, you know, he, he came in last year and blew up and ended up leading the team in interceptions last year as a rookie. So mm. uh, I, I think he's shown that ability to be on the field and, and, and to be competent enough to step outside and be a solid starter out there. I honestly would not be surprised if we're talking about a Pro Bowl type season with Deron Bland, it, just with all this extra experience that he's going to get now. Uh, he, he, every time he's been thrown into the fire, he's proven worthy, and and I wouldn't expect anything less from him in this situation. Stay up to date all year on the Dallas Cowboys by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Cowboys on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. And thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, the Vikings can't get where they want to go if they begin this season 0 3. Of course, the same can be said for the Chargers. So, who blinks first? Before we answer that, the 49ers and Giants played, well, it was a game, and it played on Thursday night. Modern medical care and treatment are important, but our global supply chains are often fragile. Things like pandemics, natural disasters, and foreign travel may cut you off from the treatment you need. Jace Medical wants you to be prepared. That's why they're offering the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. Just fill out their online form and one of their board-certified physicians will review it to determine whether medications are safe and appropriate. Then they send your prescriptions to one of their partner pharmacies where your Jace order will be filled and mailed directly to your home. You'll also be able to send your physician a message for answers to any treatment-related questions anytime. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off by using my code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. The Giants spent the week in Arizona so they wouldn't have to fly cross-country to face the Niners for San Francisco's home opener on Thursday Night Football. The New York Giants dropped a 30-12 decision to the San Francisco 49ers on Thursday Night Football. And any momentum that the Giants had found in the second half of last week's come-from-behind win over the Arizona Cardinals went out the window thanks to a sluggish showing by the offense. New York only managed 150 net yards in 20 minutes and 50 seconds of play versus the 49ers, who racked up 441 yards in just over 39 minutes. The Giants' defense wasn't much better. 
New York struggled to get off the field on third down, allowing 9 of 16 for a 56% conversion rate. The defense was also guilty of several missed tackles, including four on a third-quarter 40-yard catch-and-run by receiver Debo Samuel on a drive that ended in a 21-yard 49ers field goal that made it a 20-12 game at the time. The 1-2 New York Giants now have 11 days to figure things out before they have the next take the field. That will come on, of course, October 2nd, Monday Night Football at home against the Seattle Seahawks. The Carolina Panthers are expected to be without quarterback Bryce Young for Sunday's game against the Seattle Seahawks. The number one overall pick of the 2023 draft missed his second straight practice Thursday with an ankle injury. Andy Dalton took all the first team snaps both days. Young injured that ankle during Monday night's 20-17 loss to the New Orleans Saints. The Panthers are 0-2. Every other team in the NFC South, 2-0. Offensive coordinator Thomas Brown said Young's injuries happened in the first half, but added the injury did not affect the quarterback's performance. Las Vegas Raiders receiver Jacoby Myers is slated to play in the Raiders' home opener against the Steelers this Sunday after clearing concussion protocol. Myers said he harbors no ill will toward Denver Broncos safety Kareem Jackson, whose headshot in the season opener knocked him out of the game and forced him to miss last week's game as well. Myers said in response to the hit, I mean, I understand the game I signed up for. New York Yankees rookie outfielder Jason Dominguez underwent successful Tommy John surgery to repair his right elbow. Dominguez had a blazing hot start to his major league career, hitting four homers in his first eight games. A scan on September 10th revealed the UCL tear that was repaired by Texas Ranger team physician Dr. Keith Meister. The team said Dominguez's anticipated recovery time is nine to ten months. On the diamond, the Brewers cruise to a win over the Cardinals. Hi, everybody. Chuck Freeman from the Lockdown Brewers Anchor Desk. Thank you, St. Louis Cardinals. You mailed it in. You got down early in this game, and you really had no interest in playing in it, which is fine. I mean, sometimes that happens in baseball where a team just doesn't want to participate. And the Brewers took full advantage, and they won 6-0. Victor Caratini's three-run blast, that one carried the way. That opened it up from a 3-0 to a 6-0 lead, and the Cardinals weren't about to ever come back in that game. And... Another solid pitching performance from Wade Miley. What more can you say about Wade? They're getting great pitching performances each and every game. So, you take three or four in St. Louis, and we said before nightfall in the central time zone, we wanted the Brewers to get that magic number down to three, and they have. Uh, Cubs play tonight against Pittsburgh, so it's on the Miami. It's going to be a tough series, of course, just like last week at the Miami Marlins because they're fighting for a wild card spot. So, we'll talk to you a little bit later on tonight with our next episode. Here is another story you need to know. If 0-2 is something close to a death knell in the NFL, 0-3 is it's time to plan the funeral. And that's where the LA Chargers and Minnesota Vikings find themselves in a battle of 0-2 teams. We've got a loser leaves town match in Minnesota. Luke Braun from Locked On Vikings joins me now. And Luke, this is a Vikings team that if you just watched them play, you'd go, hey, this is a fun team. They throw the ball all around the yard. Got a lot of fun pieces on offense. It just hasn't translated to wins through two weeks. So how can they get off the schneid here? Stop fumbling. End of segment. Okay. That's literally it. Like if if you look like statistically at everything, like the difference between with turnovers and without turnovers is enough to make you want to pull your own head off and kick it around like a soccer ball. It's so <laughs> frustrating to just see the impact that turnovers have had. I mean, they are minus seven 
It is week three. They're wow. minus seven in the turnover battle after two games. It's disgusting. Um, stop, stop doing that is my advice. It's pretty sad. I mean, otherwise, yeah, the passing game's working out okay. The pass blocking has been better than we thought. The coverage has been better than we thought. They're not uh, a flawless team by any sense of the imagine stretch of the imagination. Their run defense is really poor. Their run game is really poor, but they're doing enough to win games if they just hang on to the dang ball. You mentioned that that running offense, Alexander Madison taking over. Um, they add Cam Akers this week, mm-hmm. which is um, a big move if it's 2019 uh, or 2018. <laughs> 2020 was his rookie year. Yeah. Cam Akers season was. Um, Pre-Achilles. And so you're, this is a, a defense in LA that cannot stop anyone on the ground. Is, is this like the week where you press the panic button if they can't run against this team? I don't even know if they'll try because they'll probably want to pass on them. So, right. I mean, look, the, the Vikings are averaging 13 runs a game. They've run 26 that's times. That's almost that's, crazier insane. than the, the seven turnover stat. Yeah, it's insane. Like, they're just, they are themselves unapologetically. <laughs> that is what they, they're just playing at a whole different version of the sport. Um, but yeah, no, they're just, they, there's, it's not a volume game. So whatever, right? Like, if you're uh, looking for a fantasy waiver wire thing, honestly, I'd say no to Cam Akers. He's probably going to get like two reps. Uh, he's Alexander Madison, I think will still be truly the starter and, um, acres will be more of a change of pace guy. If anything, maybe it, it ruins your Ty Chandler dynasty shares if you're into that, but yeah, I, I don't think that they're going to suddenly decide that they're a run first team. This is still a Justin Jefferson first team and they'll throw all over the, all over the field on them. And, and we'll see if the chargers can figure out a way to stymie that. Now, if the Vikings have a big lead in game script, decrees that you run the ball they'll probably have more rushing volume and then we get to the point where you go all right does this actually work or are we going three and out a whole bunch and letting them back into the game so let's let's talk about a hypothetical here let's say the vikings lose this game they go zero and three then what is there because this team has, has dismissed a lot of veterans they've, they've tried to go young here is there a, a blow it up move a kirk cousins trade like is there a next step or is it just let's play out the string I think what people who don't pay attention to the Vikings every day and who can blame you uh, miss is that they have been in the process of transitioning out of the Zimmer era for two years now. They just haven't done it all at once. So so you can't connect the headlines as easily as when you see within a month Ryan Poles trades away Roquan Smith and Khalil Mack and all, and, you know, and like all of those players go away and you go, oh, okay, they're blowing it up. The Vikings have been transitioning into their new future. They're going to build around Jefferson and probably Jordan Addison and these young guys like a Caleb Evans and Brian Osman, Ivan Pace on defense that they're excited about. That's the plan is, is building around those guys and they just aren't getting rid of the veterans before they have their replacements in the building. Um, so I don't think that there's a blow it all up move because they're kind of in the middle of doing it. It's just that nobody noticed because everybody was arguing about one score games. Stay up to date on the Minnesota Vikings by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Vikings on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Coming up, will this be the week the Jets beat the Patriots? Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed. Now's the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. FanDuel has the Patriots favored over the Jets in East Rutherford. The Jets, two and a half point dogs for Sunday afternoon's game. You can also combine bets within the same game to make even more money. Same game parlays are a great way to enjoy any 
game. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. The New England Patriots have barely had to blink at the New York Jets for a long time. Now Bill Belichick's team looks vulnerable and Robert Sala's side is ready to get a measure of revenge. John Butchko from Locked on Jets and Mike DeBate from Locked on Patriots give their predictions for the matchup. Well, if the New England Patriots are going to hope to be competitive and give themselves a chance to win in this game, one of the things that they have to do is establish the run on offense, but they have to be able to control the run on defense. And I think that is the ultimate key to New England trying to remain competitive and hopefully win this game for Patriots fans. I think that the Jets figure out a way. I think Zach Wilson finally avoids the big mistakes. So I'll take the Jets 17, the Patriots 14. I think it's going to be a low scoring game. I'll definitely take the under on, on that. I think the Jets, Jets eke one out at home. <laughs> Folks, this is the fourth year that John and I have been doing crossovers together. and You can tell we think alike and share half of the same brain. I also have this game going 17-14 because I do think it's going to be a defensive slugfest. I'm going to pull out the homer card on this one and say the New England Patriots pull this out. And the reason I do believe that is because I think the Patriots are going to win the turnover battle this week. And I think that's going to be key for them to be able to move forward and try to salvage Right now, what a season could be if they're one and two, all of a sudden it gives them a little bit of life. Oh, and three in this division is really, I think, the kiss of death. And New England knows that their backs are up against the wall. I think they're going to have everything in their arsenal at their disposal this weekend, and they're going to need it. That means that Mac Jones is probably going to play a very conservative game, trying to hit the inner part, the intermediate areas of the field short passes down the field, lead the receiver under the defense where they can get it, and then get yards after the catch. They have to use the run to be able to open things up. Um, they're going to have a very difficult time against this defense, who I think guys, especially in that secondary, like Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed, are going to really make things difficult on the Patriots' pass catchers, especially deep. So it's going to be imperative for the Patriots to win the short game battle. I think they do it, and I think they pull this one out 17-14. But like you said, John, this is a coin flip. It would not shock me to see it go the other way. The Jets have an extremely talented team. Aaron Rodgers or no Aaron Rodgers, this is still a formidable matchup for the New England Patriots and one they have to be very, very careful for because the Jets can take it to you in so many different ways. And interestingly, both of these teams, we were going to see a lot of punts on Sunday. Both of these teams <laughs> in the last two years have won a game on a punt return touchdown. Now, they not have. such a pleasant memory for the Jets because – it happened when these two teams met last year, but week one, the Jets won on the Xavier Gibson punt return touchdown. So special teams could, could be an X factor in this one, Mike, as it always is when these teams meet. Let's be honest. Bill Belichick is not losing to Zach Wilson. I don't care. I don't care. And they're trying to win this year. This is not some gap year, some leap year for the New England Patriots. If there is a team that they want to beat more than anyone, it is the New York Jets. And the Jets, let's be honest, they've come into the season with expectations. They thought they were going to go to the Super Bowl. They thought they had Aaron Rodgers. And so they had a chance. They don't have a chance. And they know, this team knows they don't have a chance with Zach Wilson. And they showed, they proved they don't have a chance with him last week. And so when you have all this expectation, all of the pomp and circumstance that comes with the Aaron Rodgers trade and all of the, the PR blitz and whatever hard knocks was, more PR, and then you lose that guy, the wind goes completely out of your sails. The Jets 
they, they will be lucky if they win six, seven games this year. It's just not going to happen for them. And Bill Belichick is going to see to it this weekend. And finally, Justin Fields and Luke Getze hugged on camera. So all is forgiven, right? I guess we'll see on Sunday. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up on the next Locked On Sports today, who saved their season in week three? So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today.